This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the Agenda from the Blood Red Channel, wherever you get your audio on demand or if you are joining us on YouTube. If you're joining us on YouTube, you may notice something slightly different, a different backdrop from usual, not our shiny studio at Echo HQ, but instead our own places. I'm coming live from my kitchen here on the uh, Blood Red Channel, myself Guy Clark and alongside me Matt Addison. Matt, thanks for joining me. We're going to talk all things out of the UEFA meeting on Tuesday, the postponement of Euro 2020, just when the uh, governing body for European football want to see the season finished and crucially if that can possibly happen. But thanks for joining me and I like the, uh, the print in your living room, mate. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, uh, slightly different studio to normal, but uh, amidst the uh, the coronavirus outbreak, we try and uh, keep everyone updated with the news, and, and hopefully, it's not too depressing with the, with no football to come for a few weeks. No, and that's certainly where we will start. Then, out of the UEFA meeting, we had our very own Paul Gorst on the uh, breaking news earlier in the day, reacting to the fact that UEFA 2020 will now be UEFA 2021. That being back, pushed back a uh, full calendar year. And that obviously due to this outbreak that has sort of swarmed everything amongst it all around Europe and even further beyond. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't think there was really any other option once uh, the coronavirus has has taken hold, as it has done, I think, particularly this year with the Euros being slightly spread out out across Europe. Of course, people couldn't travel. There was different... different complications if you like with different stadiums being used across various different venues and as far afield as, as Russia and I think England was was hosting the majority of it but yeah just uh, an impossible situation really amidst what's gone on over the last few days and I don't think it should be a massive surprise to anyone that, that this has been put back but uh, certainly it will have huge implications in terms of the scheduling of the season the, the financial aspect of, of it as well which is absolutely enormous because we can't forget as much as, as football is is a fantastic sport to watch it's, it's also huge business as well so yeah it's uh, certainly uncertain but interesting times to come I think yeah we got a bit of a hint as well today when football may return and it, whether or not we'll, we'll discuss if that is plausible at all but before we get on to the domestic European football and of course the Premier League and when may Liverpool indeed be crowned champions of England just some points on Euro 2020 and it being pushed back so UEFA have said that the competition has been postponed a year and will now take place between June the 11th and July the 11th of 2021 they say that decision Matt has been made so priority can be given to completing domestic seasons? Yeah, um, as you say, it's been put back and and done so in such a way that hopefully the leagues across Europe can be completed. Of course, that initial deadline of of April the 3rd, uh, no football, definitely until then, but you'd assume probably longer than that as well. Um, Look, everything is is a bit up in the air and uh, we don't know for sure. Things have been penciled in, possibly a little bit optimistically in my own in my own personal opinion um but look we, we sort of have to take it day by day and, and the way it's escalated to this point the situation i don't think we can can take anything for granted we've got to sort of deal with this as and when the news trickles in from from various sources and various locations so look it's it's all uncertain obviously everyone hopes that that football comes back as quickly as possible but we've got to be realistic and and pragmatic if you like in terms of you know this has got to to be coordinated, it, it's going to take such a long time, such a big plan to put in place, and well, everyone will be 
be desperate for for a variety of reasons for, for football to come back just for the enjoyment of it the finances and the economics as i said and look it's there's no easy solution there's so many different parties that have got to come together and come to an agreement and everyone is going to have their own individual priorities you've sort of got to, to sort of put those to one side if possible but with the, the sums of money involved i'd be surprised if that was the case and it's going to take a number of weeks to plan i think and then a number of weeks to, to implement that you yeah, certainly will do and uefa have confirmed that immediately working groups have been set up to just examine the possibility and the po- possibility whether or not the uh, UEFA Champions League and Europa League will obviously be able to be completed and as and how that may form itself will be announced over the uh, the coming days and weeks, we will imagine. All, of course, European football and international football, they say UEFA competitions have been suspended until further notice. Uh, there's no word on that, but interestingly... Euro 2020, where we started this discussion, not all of the teams, in fact, had actually qualified. There were due to be the last round of qualifying playoff matches to take place during this March international break that was meant to be sort of coming up at the back end of this week. They're now saying that they will schedule a window at the start of June for those matches to take place. But that somewhat conflicts with what is said earlier in the statement or in terms of the, the club competitions in the statement that they say that they want to try and get all the European leagues domestically to be completed by what is technically the end date of the season, the 30th of June, which is also a key date because that's when a number of players' contracts across European football, whether that be in the top flight or lower leagues even, it'll be when their contracts expire. Yeah, I think that just underlines, to be honest, the, the sort of complex nature of the situation. And the more you think about it, the more fraught with difficulty and problems this sort of scenario is, is becoming. So... As you say, the, the the qualifiers for the Euros, of course, they were never going to take place now, given what's happened in the last week or so at the end of this month. But then it's a, a question of what happens and, and where are they where are they put into the calendar? I mean, for me, the, there's not real there's no real rush. If the Euros has been put back twelve months, there's not really you know any particular reason why there's any rush. You know, for me, why can't we uh, put those qualifiers say in in October when we have a, an international break or November? Um, but yeah, the, there's just so many things to, to think about, and you know, the, there's several countries that still don't know whether they're going to be playing in the Euros. They'll be uh, be waiting for that. And Norway, uh, in fact, their FA was was one of the the first to, to break that news of the UEFA statement this morning. They're still going to be um, trying to to get through into that competition, and, and we'll see how they get on, and as well as several other matches to be done. And, you know, just from a, a purely sporting perspective, you've you've got to say that those matches have to take place at the same time. They've got to be done in the same sort of order as they would have been. Just as the Premier League matches, if if the Premier League does resume, you'd imagine that those games will take place in the same order that they were were scheduled to do so. So, yeah, just plenty of of complications, plenty of things to think about. But but right now, health is is number one priority. But Hopefully uh, we can get back to, to talking about football sooner rather than later. Yeah, it does seem, though, as though... And I suppose everyone's got to have a target to aim towards in terms of football returning. We did speak immediately when the Premier League was suspended and, and people vehemently said that they didn't want to see football completed behind closed doors. Now, UEFA saying they want the domestic seasons done by the 30th of June where possible and if they can. I think they will want everyone to come to an end around a similar week so obviously it has as little disruption onto the following seasons but we're talking the Premier League season suspended six weeks before its completion now yes you could 
obviously cram it perhaps down to four weeks. But if they're saying that they want it done by the end of June, that means that and they're talking about this international window at the start of June, that would very much seem implausible. But if we're looking at maybe even starting football back up in the middle of May, it's probably a, a, a bit too ambitious behind closed doors or not, is it? Yeah, um, certainly from my perspective, I think that's slightly ambitious. I don't think there's any chance at all that it comes back in the initial deadline. But I think that 3rd of April deadline was there more to buy time for the authorities to make that next decision more than anything else. To be honest, I don't think even they thought that that was a a realistic target for football to resume as normal. Uh, And the events of the last sort of six, seven days or so have have certainly confirmed that. I mean, the the situation has escalated now to a point where people are having to work from home and and self-isolate and and footballers are no different. So even if these games do come back in, say, the middle of May or or whenever it might be, even to put them behind closed doors, there's a huge process that that the authorities and the the football clubs have got to go through because that's not as simple as it sounds. You know, these sort of people are, you know, you can't just turn up and, and play a football match. It's not a case of just having 22 players who can just turn up and play. There's, there's several stages that that's got to go through with, you know, medical checks and and that sort of thing and, and television camera crews, they've got to be there. So, look, it, it's very difficult. It, it's also difficult from a, a sporting perspective as well because if one or two of these players do have the coronavirus once football does resume, even if it's behind closed doors, Rather than you know talking about injuries and, and who's out of you know the game with a hamstring injury, we might then be talking about well, who's out because they've got coronavirus. So even when football comes back, it's going to be a, a very strange situation. Even if we play it behind closed doors, which, as you say, understandably everyone was absolutely set against uh, a few days ago. Now that seems a, a decent sort of proposition to to just get the season done, but. Even that being the case, if we do end up playing behind closed doors, it's just not as simple as what many people might assume. Yeah, we can watch as many reruns of classic games on Sky Sports and the like as we want, but we do want to see the football back and behind closed doors might be that option. But still, first and foremost, is the health and safety of the players, certainly with uh, the virus, even maybe if we're talking about the end of May, early June, it might even, who knows, in this country be coming towards a peak at that time. We obviously hope that that, that isn't, the case, but it's worth noting that uh, the Copper America is also being pushed back to, to 2021 to help European clubs deal with what is currently going on. Obviously, Europe, the epicenter at the moment of this worldwide pandemic. And Gianni Infantino, the FIFA secretary himself, last point that we need to, to make really matters, said that he will work and endeavour to do whatever he can to ensure that football falls back into a normalised calendar whenever that can be. But of course, we've got the, the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. I know our own Ian Doyle has spoken about actually, whilst this virus is obviously causing and wreaking havoc and financially, as you've said, and economically, it will continue to prove to do so. There might be a realignment around the next World Cup. Yeah, I mean, that certainly was was one of the things that I'd thought of that potentially could be a solution to all this is that we just sort of accept for the next 24 months or, or whatever it might be that football isn't going to be played as it normally is from, from August to May because there's no reason for that to be the case. You know, the, there's no reason to say, well, we just wait, we finish this season whenever we get the opportunity to do so. Players can then go off and, and have their summer or whenever that might be. It might be in the autumn, but they can have their break as they will need to, come back and do pre-season and, and just sort of reset over a period of time. 
The most important thing, though, I think, is that all of these leagues align and do the same thing. There's no point doing this if the Premier League do one thing and then Spain does something else and France does something else. Everyone has got to, to come together and align and that is not, it's not going to be easy because we know that the, the Premier League and even the EFL, there's, there's a difference sometimes in agreement between policies and, and sort of things that they do. So taking that one step further and, and having it between La Liga and the Premier League or, or the Champions League to come into that as well, it's just so many different groups and so many different governing bodies that have got to accept that there's going to have to be a compromise somewhere and, and where that will be, I mean, who knows? Yeah, who does know indeed. But what we do know here on the Blood Red channel is we're going to endeavour to bring you as much content as we can do through the next weeks, whilst Echo HQ is probably not going to be the venue from where your videos do come from. The podcasts will continue as always. And thanks ever so much to our uh, loyal audience on wherever you do get your audio on demand. If there is anything that you want to suggest to us, perhaps you'd like us to see us do, head over to the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group and over there you can drop any suggestions as to the kind of content you might like to see in the coming days and weeks. My thanks goes to you, Matt Addison, for, for joining me on this edition of The Agenda here on the Blood Red channel. And uh, until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.